welcome back to Sacramento Kings Outsiders. Yay, yay. Kings finally got a W. Yep. Coming off a win against the New York Knicks. Uh, Before that, the Kings went on a five-game losing streak. Yeah, that sounds about right. And now they are... In 13th place with the 6 and 10 record. God damn. What, uh, what are some things you've seen during the losing streak? Man, so much stuff, bro. Like, to be honest, the one thing that really, really has been jumping out at me that's been frustrating the heck out of me <clears throat> is like the coaching. Obviously, I think everyone seems to be having an issue with that. But, like, more specifically, the defense, I don't understand what their scheme is. And everyone knows, like, they're, they've been rated dead last on the defensive end. But, like, the biggest thing that's been driving me bonkers is they leave the three-point line, like, wide open all the time. And it's not just teams I'm talking about where, like, they're all right three-point shooters. Like, that's what they did against the Warriors. And I really, really noticed it in those couple games against the Trailblazers. Like, there were so many open shots for McCollum mostly, but then Dame also, like, literally wide open to where a guy was running from the complete opposite corner to try to, like, contest a shot last second. And those are teams that will really make you pay, but – just in general, like, that's not a scheme that you should be running in the NBA or at all in any basketball world, really, unless you're playing a team of, like, straight seven-footers who can't shoot. But I don't know. I, I think it's kind of, like, incompetence on the coaching end. Have you seen that at all? Yeah, I'd say <clears throat> I'd say it's coaching, but it's also uh, personnel. Um, something I've noticed is the Kings are doing a lot of overhelping, like, They'll um, they'll help off of of a really good three point shooter. Yeah, and they'll help against somebody that's like not a good uh, attacker at the rim, or they'll go help another three point shooter that's not a good shooter and leave their their good shooter wide open. Right, right, just, yeah, that same thing. Yeah, just little things like that. Um, but one big thing that's been noticeable is just the size. The inside, they have like no size. The teams they've been playing are um, Portland, Clippers, Pelicans, and Pacers, but they ended up winning that Pacers game. But obviously, Portland, uh, they have big, they have bigs. They lost Nurkic, but that was after the Kings game. And then they have um, the Clippers, Zubak, which he isn't like a super good center, but he's playable but it felt like he was just able to do whatever he wanted you know what I mean yeah it's been frustrating because I like Rashawn and everything like he's been a bright spot even when they're losing and stuff just because I like to see that kind of effort and hustle and like he makes big time plays that are like entertaining and get the team going but man they just been getting thrashed like on the inside and definitely from the three-point line. Like, their defense is pretty trash all the way around. But if there was one thing I could say they need to change, like, immediately is the what you're saying, like, overhelping and leaving wide-open threes all the time. 
and and when they do help, they have to communicate with each other, like let each other know they're going to be leaving their guy, so the other player could rotate to the person they were covering. Just a lot of little like uh, miscommunication, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, the I'll, other. Go ahead. I was just going to say the other thing I noticed with the coaching is like I know I feel like probably a broken record at this point because I say it every show, but it's still like just resonating with me. The lineups, I don't understand what the hell they're doing with lineups sometimes. Like there's guys that aren't playing at all that should be playing. And then in, in blowout losses or just like a lot of times where it seems like, oh, this would be a good opportunity to give the young guys some run. They don't do it. But then the last couple games, apparently, I don't know if Whiteside fell out of fit, favor or if he maybe got some type of injury or what, but they started playing Metu again, which is, he's actually had a couple flashes of, of like, nice plays. And I like it because at least he's young. So they're playing young people, but now they really – he's under – he's, you know, he's underweight kind of. So it's just another person to get bullied. And then – uh Bielitsa now hasn't really played. I can't even really think the last time I seen him play. And I guess apparently they're trying to shop him. Yeah, he came out there trying to shop him. I guess supposedly Luke said that it was something personal that went on, but he didn't want to talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, now trade rumors came out. He is, uh, I believe, 31, 32. So they're just really trying to play it- – they're saying that they're trying to play the players that are going to fit Fox's timeline. Well, that makes sense, but I don't really actually see them doing that. Yeah, I mean, they have played uh, Matu a lot. And he's, like you said, he's he's really like a hustle player. But he's just, he doesn't have the size to like uh, slow down the bigger bigs. Yeah, if like if that's the case, which it really should be, like they should be trying to match that timeline at this point, especially. But after this whole big deal of of Jabari Parker like picking up the option and saying how he really liked Luke and blah blah blah, like this dude has not played an ounce. I have not seen his dude play, and he's you know he's young. He's been in the league for a minute, but I think he's only twenty three, right? Uh, I believe like twenty three, twenty four. He's hella young, like way like younger 20, than. 25 years old. He's 25? Yeah. I mean, damn, he's hella old, bro. <laughs> he's only a couple years older? Nah, yeah, I'm playing. He's still, like, young. He's pretty young. And I feel like that's the type of guy that should be getting run just to see if he fits in with the team. But he's not. So, like, is he not tradable? I mean, at this point, I'm wondering, these guys who aren't playing – they got to be pissed off. The team's horrible. So why aren't you playing guys just to see what they can do? And if you're not going to play them, like, at least get a second rounder. At least get something for them. Don't keep them here and ruin their career, you know? And then I hate to say it because he's actually been playing pretty good. But Glenn Robinson, like, does that really – is that your guy of the future? Like, is that what you're planning to have as on Fox's timeline? I don't see that. Really, like I'd rather see Jabari playing, or you know, or the guys that they just drafted. I'd rather see Wooder playing or Daquan Jeffries. I know he's been hurt, but I'm, it, the way that's been going, I don't really see him playing when he comes back. Yeah, it seems like the Kings are end up just going uh, to a young movement. Could just 
they're starting to get to the point where they're going to be out of the playoff hunt. Yeah. I mean, they did get this last win against the Knicks, but that's one win versus five losses. It's not. Actually, it was, only, it was four straight losses. One versus one win versus four losses is not a good ratio. Not at all. That sounds like a tanking season right there. But one thing I did notice uh, to give Luke a, a little bit of props uh, against the Pelicans game, he did play Fox the whole third quarter. So he's kind of letting the players go out there if they're hot, you know. He's letting them play. Yeah, so something he needed to do. And that's something he did in against the Knicks. Pretty much the whole third quarter, the starters were out there. Yeah, I noticed that with Bagley. Yeah, yeah, Bagley got a lot of minutes in the fourth, also, even though he did a couple dumb plays. But then he fouled out. It seems like that dude kind of fouls out a lot. Yeah, he's um, he's still pretty bad on defense. Obviously, going against Julius Randle is gonna be hard for him. Man. But he did. He had a. I think one or two blocks on Randall, which kind of was kind of surprising. Oh yeah, that was actually a correction that I really liked by Luke too in the game. I don't know if you noticed when um, Randall was kind of dogging, dogging Bagley out. So they switched. I'm trying to think what did they do exactly? Switch Harrison onto Randall and switched um, Bagley onto like R.J. Barrett, I think, or something. It was something weird. He was playing someone. He was guarding someone much much smaller than him, but it actually ended up working pretty well. Because he's definitely undersized down low. Like the dude needs to put on some weight. So if you can put him out on a, on a three, or in this case even a two, and he could be somewhat effective, and then Harrison Barnes uh, he could use his strength down low. I mean that could be a good uh, a good game plan going forward. Yeah, um, and it seems like the the Kings are obviously a a younger team, so at their practices, it seems like they play a lot better with a lot more determined. Which they didn't really have any practices between the other games before the next game, and then uh, for the next game, they kind of came out a lot better. And Luke came out on a. I don't know if you, you probably didn't hear this, but he, he was on KHTK 11.40 every Friday at 5 o'clock. Well, 4 to 5 o'clock, Luke comes on, on KHTK 11.40. And Doug Christie asked him about um, Buddy Hield and the type of uh, play calling that he's getting. Mm-hmm. And Luke was saying that they try to – kind of match what the Golden State does, you know, like the off-the-ball screen, things like that. It's something that we were talking about last podcast. Yeah. But he said, like, that's something that they can't – they try to run with Buddy, but you can't really run it unless the whole team's on the same page. And obviously, as a younger team, they haven't really practiced this year because of the way everything is. So um, it's kind of hard for him to get – Good looks, because I think he specifically asked him like, "What, what's something you could do for him instead of Buddy just hovering around the three-point line?" Mm-hmm. And that—that's kind of where he went on a little uh, rant about that. Interesting. So basically, he was trying to blame the the team, or uh, well, he's kind of saying about the youth, but also not enough uh, practice time. 
But they have been uh, posting up Harrison Barnes. I don't know if you noticed that. They've been posting him up a little bit more. Yeah, he's looked pretty good, too. And they've also been running the um, Halliburton, Fox, and Hill lineup with mm-hmm. uh, Barnes and Holmes. Yeah. They're like, forget it. If we're going to be dead last in defense, let's really commit. Yeah, and then the, another substitution is um, it was Bagley being subbed out for Halliburton, hmm. which is that lineup that I just said, but Metsy's been in that lineup also with um, with Harrison Barnes. We got to so. do that weekly shout-out, too, to Halliburton, man. He still looks... Really nice, spectacular. Yeah, especially uh, against the Knicks, he had a really solid game, especially that fourth quarter. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for him. He got played a little bit, like on a couple of different plays. They they had some terrible ball movement and really ran out the shot clock, and he ended up having to like jack up the three at the end. So he ended up having like a crappy three point um three point mark by the end of the game. And I'm like, damn, you're messing up his you messing up his totals, man. But um overall he looked really solid and just continues to impress. Yeah, and it seems um oh that was something else that Luke did. Uh, I believe it was the whole almost like the whole fourth quarter he he benched Buddy and played Halliburton pretty much the whole fourth. Shit, I'm cool with that. And I think he did, uh, Buddy didn't come in until Bagley fell out because obviously they had the momentum. They were they were holding the lead, and then I mean, why would you change that? I'm glad something like Luke stuck to because the pass has been going to his set lineups. Watch out, man! He might request a trade now. <laughs> who, uh, Halliburton or who? Not Buddy. Oh, because he got benched. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was thinking, though, like, the Knicks have been a like a shocker. I'm sure everyone can pretty much agree on that. They played a lot better this year than what I expected. They have a number one ranked defense. Wait, so I, I thought – when did that happen? Because I heard them kept saying that the other night, but I thought the Bucks had the number one defense. No, I think they had the number one. Offense. Or who? Wait. So all I know is when the Lakers and the Bucks played the other night, they said it's the number one defense versus the one number one offense. The Lakers had the number one offense. I think they might have had it the mo- at that time. And then, then, then they gave up too many points. So the next night, they, the Knicks had it. Yeah, that's weird. Unless huh. you're going off different stati- uh, statistics. Yeah, I need to look that up because I was totally confused by that. But that's actually kind of surprising, too, that the Lakers are number one after everything. After all the changes they made, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they le- and they left, like, they let go of both their defensive anchors, kind of, with Dwight and JaVale. Yeah, um, I just looked it up real quick. New York Knicks are number one in points allowed, and Lakers are second. Oh yeah, what I was gonna say was after that, after 
after hearing that and seeing how they've been playing, I was just trying to think, like, if you took the best players from both teams and made, like, whatever your contending teams, both starting lineup and bench, like, what would it look like? From what teams? From Knicks and Kings. Starting lineup? Um, And bench. I think for sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, it's got to be for sure Fox, right? Running the point. I'd say Fox and Randall. Um, I think I'd choose Randall right now over Bagley for sure. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, Thomas Robinson? And, uh, Mitchell Robinson? Yeah, Mitchell Robinson. Not Thomas. Yeah. Probably in China or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitchell. And then, I don't know, shooting guard. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett for sure. Think so? I think so. Who are you Who are you considering? Maybe uh, Halliburton. Oh, that's... Uh, that's fair, but no, nah, I'm gonna have to keep Halliburton come bringing in the second unit. I like the way he does that shit, and he's still a rookie. So, like, I think I like what you said so far. Like, I think it would have to probably be Fox, R- Randall, Mitchell Robinson as a lock, probably, and yeah, then just because of size. I mean, Holmes brings a lot of effort, but Mitchell has a size. And he's yeah, he's great defensively too. Um, so I mean, Harrison at small forward. Yeah, who who's the starting small forward for the Knicks? I'm tripping right now. It's not Knox. It's not talking this. Who the hell is it? Um. Did they run RJ at the three and have Alfred Payton and um I think they oh. might, I think they might have Alec Burks at who? Alec Burks. Oh I like Alfred Payton too. What do you think about a bench unit that had Alfred Payton and and Halliburton as the as the two primary guards? Yeah, I'd probably well for the bench I'd probably go Alfred Payton, uh Halliburton, and then um, Knox, Toppin, Bagley. Ooh. Damn, that'd be kind of... Damn, that'd be kind of soft. What I really like is uh, Emmanuel Quickly. He's been playing super good. Oh, yeah, you're right. Totally forgot about him. Man, yeah, he played... He started the other night because someone was hurt. Um... Damn, dude, that'd be a kind of fire bench, to be honest. The two oh, good. You know, no, the um, the next are Reggie Bullock, right? Small forward. Oh, he's dog shit. He's a good shooter. Yeah, he is, but I feel like he's fallen off in the last couple of years since basically since he's been with the Knicks. I mean, he was pretty bad at the Lakers, though. But <laughs> small but, sample yeah. size. Dang, dude, that would be so two like nice defensive guards that are great distributors <clears throat> with two super athletic forwards, and then Holmes as or no, you said Bagley. Damn, so Holmes ain't even playing. 
Yeah, I'd probably just roll with Bagley. Yeah, give give the young guys to run. I'm cool with that, man. Do you think how like would that be a playoff team to you? In the East, yeah. <laughs> In the East, <laughs> the West, I'm not too sure about that. Damn, that's crazy. The best players from two teams combined probably wouldn't even make the playoffs in the West. Yeah, but just... who take Tibbs as the coach? Fuck Luke. Yeah. So what else? But yeah, the West is just super stacked. It's crazy. Yeah, it is, and but it also is shaken out differently so far this year than what I would have expected. Yeah, Mavericks are still out of the playoffs, right? I don't. I all I know is they have not been like playing the way they played last year at all, and they just got smacked by the Rockets. DeMarcus hit like four or five threes. I don't know what that dude was on. Is John Wall back? Not yet, right? Yeah, he did. He played. He played today? Yeah. That's why they won then. And then what's his Kenyon Martin Jr.? This dude went up and straight pinned uh, Boban. Oh, he's okay. He sent his shit, dude. He was like, like he legit. That was uh, you need. If you didn't see it, you need to look that block up. It was nice, boy. He he sent his shit. I'd never seen that happen really before. On somebody that big, huh? On somebody that big, or well, just not only that. that he was that big, but like he had perfect positioning. Like Doncic just gave him a perfect pass to where he was below the basket. He like turned as he was as he caught it and he was already above the rim with both hands. Like it looked like it was just going to be as one of those easy, ridiculous two handed jams where he's not even off the ground. And this dude came out of nowhere and sent it. I'll, I'll look that up. But right now we have the standings. Oh man. I don't even want to hear this. You want to do the whole NBA or just the Western Conference? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, because now we need to address the East now that that trade happened. Yeah, well, right now, Eastern Conference real quick. Uh, Sixers first, Pacers second, Milwaukee, Milwaukee third. Milwaukee and Pacers have the same record, 9-6. Uh, mm. Boston, 8-6. and six. Brooklyn, 10-8. and eight. They got Harden and Kyrie and Kevin uh, Durant. Crybaby. But, like, no no bench death. Hell no. Not until next year when Dimity uh, comes back. Mm. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in sixth place. Atlanta. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they um, they beat Brooklyn by, what, like 20? They beat him in overtime off Colin Sexton going ape shit. And then, yeah, the second game, they, they kind of blew him out. And then uh, number seventh place, Atlanta Hawks. Eighth place, New York Knicks. What the hell happened to the East, man? The Hawks have kind of been a letdown, though. I think they're kind of still figuring out their chemistry, maybe. I feel like halfway through the season, they're going to catch fire. Yeah, but they have nothing but time in the East, though. <laughs> What'd you say? They have nothing but time. But actually, you know what team's been playing better is Toronto. 
Yeah, they got a big hole to climb out of. What is it, Tampa Bay Rattlers? Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, they got a big hole that they got to climb out of, though, man. They looked horrible for a while. I think, honestly, I really think they they overpaid Fred Van Vliet. Like, he's good or whatever, but I think they would have been better off doing a side and trade. Yeah, he's been doing good at scoring, but it hasn't really mounted to wins, which is kind right. of surprising because they still have Ananobi, which I thought he, he was going to be a really good player. And then that. Um, what's his name? Uh, Beyblade. <laughs> what's his name? Siakam. <laughs> he isn't as good as last year. Boucher's been playing hella good. I remember I told your ass like two or three years ago that the Kings should have signed Boucher when he was floating around. Yeah, he's pretty good. He had an afro, right, like last year? An afro? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I think I remember him from last year. He was playing good last year too, but now he has like, I feel like he gets the ball a lot more. He's huge. He doesn't. He he doesn't really play like a big, but he's the size of a big. And they lost both their damn bigs. So I just saw Miami six and nine. What the heck? Yeah, they've been playing like trash. I was wondering, man, like. They're, they were good for sure. Like, obviously, they made it to the finals for a reason, but I felt like that was a little bit fluky. The finals run? Yeah, but they did lose um, Jake Crowder, which I think is a big loss for them. Yeah, I do think that was a big loss, and I don't understand why they let him go. Yeah, but CP3 was uh, super recruiting him. He was talking oh, about yeah. it on the JJ Riddick podcast that as soon as he knew he was going to go to Phoenix, he started hitting up Drew Crowder. Tampering. No, I think they're both free agents, right? So I don't think I'm just playing. But either way, you know, that goes on all the time. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That they got so many forwards, like they're stop hogging all the damn small forwards. Yeah, Miami supposedly they might take a shot at um Oladipo, but I don't, I don't know if that's still gonna happen. Oladipo has been playing good for Eastern. I would definitely keep that. Try to keep him if I was the Rockets. I don't see a point in trading him. Yeah, even though it's his the last year on his contract, it's probably the only reason. Oh, that was the other weird one. Yeah, the more I think about it, like the Bucks trade for for Drew, like I like the fit and everything, and I felt like they. From from the get, I felt like they gave up too much, kind of. But I hadn't even realized at first that this is the last year of his deal as well. So there's a chance yeah. they gave up all that shit for nothing. Yeah, but you probably made like some under the table promise. <laughs> you think? If not, know. if not, then I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. That whole taking back to the Kings, that whole. Bogdan trade kind of screwed him over, I think. Even though I actually like the way um, David Chenzo's been playing for them. I screwed the Kings over, man. I wish they would have. I still can't believe they got nothing for that dude. And now he's hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, it did kind of screw up both teams. Because um, just imagine uh, Giannis running point and then having. 
Bogdan, Drew, Middleton spread out. And even, um, dang, what's his name? The, the big? I don't know why that name's escaping me right now. Oh, Brooke Lopez. Even he could hit threes at a pretty good rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a squad. But I just, David Chenzo is a super good defender, though, so. Yeah, I'd say the only thing is they'd be losing a huge amount of defense by dropping DiVincenzo for a bogey. But I don't give a fuck how it affects the Bucks. I'm talking about mm-hmm. what the Kings lost. Yeah, with DiVincenzo? Yeah, well, at first. Who was huh? the second guy that they were going to get? That rest was asked. DJ Wilson, I think. Uh, one other person. Oh, he's, maybe. he's a forward, right? DJ Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, it's something I needed. Who? Well, forward death in general. Not really, bro. They don't even play the forwards they got now. He's small forward, right? Or power forward? I think both. I think he's more of a power forward, but... Like, so is but so is um Jabari, and he ain't getting playtime. Imagine if they sent Jabari and Bogey. Well, Jabari, I looked up earlier when we were talking, Jabari was out on... Um, Contract tracing. Oh, really? Yeah, but that was over like a week or two ago. I hadn't heard that. I knew his back was messed up at the beginning of the season, but I hadn't heard anything about that contact tracing. Yeah, two weeks ago, January 7th, Jabari Parker was out <laughs> contact tracing. I really hope he gets some tick. Like, I just want to see what he could do with the team. Just to be honest. I honestly don't really remember how he played with them last year. He barely played with them. Like, he was only getting garbage time minutes. And he didn't look that hot. But like I said, it wasn't a really meaningful minutes. Plus, he's out of shape last year. Yeah, that's a good point, too. He was for sure out of shape. Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> he was like James Harden out of shape. <laughs> At this point, dude. Well, that whole thing with James Harden, you know, he was wearing padding or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I knew he, like, from a long time ago, I knew he wears, like, weights during warm-up. He's been doing that, and then everyone's making a big deal about, like, Jim McCaffetti is, I'm like, you know that it's been public knowledge that this dude is wearing something, right? Yeah. I guess that's the media for you. But um, I was going to say, at this point, like, I, I, I like, um, I like, man, I, now I always get these names mixed up. Bielisa? For the Kings, yeah, Bielisa. I always want to say Bellinelli, bro. I don't know why. I uh, I like Bielisa. Like, obviously, he's trash on defense. But he's like a cool – he's got a good basketball IQ, and he can hit those outside shots, which is overall something they need. But at this point, if you're not going to play him, dude, stop messing with this guy's – Career, he's already old. Just send him. Just send him. But I'm wondering, does he? What is his value? Like, could you even get anything for him? Yeah. Well, the I don't know if you remember, the Clippers actually wanted him last week. Is that right? Yeah, the Clippers are trying to get him. Nah, I didn't know that. That'd kind of be a good fit, though. But I don't know what the Clippers would trade. Second, bro, just get a second rounder. And this, especially if it's for this draft class, like I'm cool with a second rounder. You don't care about a player in 
at all. No, I'd rather they don't get a player back, to be honest. Because, like I've been saying, they need to play the people they have. Yeah, but they also need like a, a big body down there. But the, um, the only young body that they have is Zubak, but I don't think they, they'll trade him for that. So you're talking about no, not really, bro. Because it's not like they're trying to replace minutes. They're not. They're not going to be trying to fill minutes that they're trading away. Like he's not getting minutes, so you don't need another player to plug in. Just use the same lineups you've been playing now. And if someone gets hurt, it's the same thing. Like Jabari could easily easily play power forward. Or if you need a small forward, and for whatever reason you don't want to play Jabari, then you can play Robert Wooder. And those are the younger guys like that I've been saying have been needing to get the tick. And especially for like Ramsey and Woodard, like they're not even getting the chance to run at all, like in the G League, you know? Yeah, I so, think that, that league's about to start there, right? Yeah, but the thing is, it's in the bubble. So it's not going to be like the normal G League where you're like, okay, go play go play for the weekend or whatever, and then come back and be at the game just in case. Like, there's not going to be no going back and forth. So I don't even know if the Kings, like, if those guys are going to be going. And I you kind of, I doubt that they will. Yeah, they probably won't because uh, NBA came out saying that they're going to be expanding the roster probably to more spots. Mm. All the people being out on COVID tracing. Yeah. Which they probably should. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you think about that, but to me, I think like if a team has players, like they they should just throw out whatever they have, you know. Like it's part of the it's gonna be part of the season. Like if you get like your best players out on COVID, then it just is what it is, you know. Just Wait, just what do you mean? Uh, when it comes to COVID, I think they should just play whatever players they have instead of. Canceling the game. The games. Yeah. Well, they're not canceling, they're rescheduling, but it's, it's going to be like a big mix up later on. I think they should just throw out, like, just deal with it. If you guys have COVID, just, you can't help it. Just throw out the players you got, you know? Because really, we're just trying to get to the playoffs. Or what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're right, bro. Like, honestly. But the thing is, like, there's – if those guys are around each other, like, pretty much the whole entire whatever, 15-man roster is probably going to be around each other at some point within the, the like, week span, you know? So, even then, like, they might not even have enough people to have, like, two guys coming off the bench, you know? And at that point, it's kind of dangerous to the players – but if you have the extra spots or whatever and you have, like, a couple vets who just wouldn't be playing otherwise or a couple G-leaguers that wouldn't be playing otherwise and you tell them, like, hey, stay, you know, come in at a different time. Like, this is going to be our COVID unit, basically. You know, if you if anything were to happen to the rest of the team, that's the only time you guys are really going to get minutes. And then, yeah, if it if they had, like, I guess eight or maybe nine guys that um, 
that wouldn't have to be gone because of contact tracing and they're like total nobodies, like people who would not play at all otherwise, then yeah, they should still have to play with what they have. I agree with that. Yeah, well, most teams usually have like a nine-man rotation, sometimes like 10-man. So maybe like the other, what is it's going to be 17 spots, right? So if the other added- seven, yeah, if they add the other two. So those other seven players should just kind of keep their distance. Obviously, yeah. they might use them during practice, but still try to keep your distance as much as possible and just try to get through the season. Yeah, and then that's when your starting lineup is Jamal Crawford, uh, Lance Stevenson. Hey, uh, but if, these teams were, if the teams were smart, though, they'd go out and get those guys right now, you know? Yeah, no, honestly, I, I agree. I mean, that's what I would be doing if I was running a franchise. Just go out and Lance, like you said, Lance and uh, who's the other one? Michael oh, Beasley, uh, yeah, Jamar Crawford. That'd be a fun-ass unit to watch, Richter. It'd yeah, be like yeah. a, it'd be like an and one team. Yeah, at least you'll know like what you're going to be getting from them. Mm-hmm. Right. Lance, you know, it'll be blowing a couple people's ears and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Beasley's just going to be out here just shooting every time he gets the ball. So. <laughs> Smoking joints on the bench. Hey, he gets such a bad rap, though, Michael Beasley. That dude He's... was hella talented. Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know why he's not in the league. I was thinking that about Jamal Crawford, dude. This dude's last game, he's dropped, what, 50 points? And then they're like, okay, thank you for your service. Deuces. Yeah, I was. Well, he did play in the bubble, right? I think he played. Uh, he was supposed to. I think he played like one or two games, and then he had um. Either, I think he something he had some type of medical issue. I don't remember what it was now, so he he was out for the rest of it. Like he didn't play around playoff time or nothing like that. But it was on the crap team, right? Was it Brooklyn? Or yeah, he was on Brooklyn. Yeah, so they just kind of like threw him out there. Basically. Like they were trying to lose. They knew they were fucked. Like, what was the point of them even being there? Yeah. Which sucks for him because he probably wanted to like. Compete. Show out. Hell yeah. Got a good championship. It would have been better to have him on the Lakers, right? Yeah, but I think he's probably the type of player not to try to go out and chase like that. Yeah. He's trying to chase a fucking job right now. He's not. Um, he's not David West jumping from contender to contender. <laughs> Damn, played him. Well, he's trying to get a damn job, bro. He'll play anywhere. I bet. Yeah, that dude's a real hooper. He's like one of those guys you could tell he just loves basketball. Yeah, he's. You said he's in the G League. Who? Jamal. In the G League, no. Or oh. Uh, no, nah, I don't think he was part of that list. The G- Are you talking about the veterans that they brought in? Yeah. No, nah, I don't think he's on that list. He should be, though. I'm excited. Actually, I hope I really hope that they televise those games and everything. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it might. 
Because between all that G League, what is it? Ignite or the eighteen? The Ignite like All Star um, College age kids. Yeah, that shit. Between that and then all these vets that they're bringing in and stuff, I think it's gonna be pretty entertaining. Yeah, Ignite NBA G League Ignite. Yeah, it should be. Should be pretty good. Um, I mean, not. I wouldn't say pretty good, but some good moments. <laughs> It's, it's not gonna be time. like super, super high level basketball, but there's gonna be a lot of people. Are the Stockton Kings going? Because um, the the South Bay Lakers are not going, and there's like a couple other, like eight other teams that aren't going, or like eight teams total, I think, that aren't going. Um, no, they won't. Stockton the Stockton's going to participate. Ah, oh, fuck. Lame. I mean, yeah, it is, but also at the same time, they could that whole G League team could be like their COVID backup, you know? Yeah. Because their their G League team was pretty damn fire last season. It's pretty close. Stockton's only like 30, 45 minutes away. Yeah, how fast they're going. <laughs> Most yeah, most of those players could actually start in the Kings too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing about the Kings; like they have some pretty good players, but then like their death, the people that are are on the bench, like most of the, not most of their death, but some of the bench, like it's not too far above the G League players. Yeah, or like, they like are G League. Yeah. Straight up G League player, tall guy, that baggy guy, <laughs> baggy, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? So basically, what I think the Kings should do—not that anyone gives a shit—is trade everyone. Trade um. Trade, see what you can get at least for Whiteside, Bielitsa, and uh, Kojo. And I think there was one other guy I wanted them to trade. Can't think of right now. Like, in my opinion, at this point, if they could get a second rounder for all of, like, one second rounder each for those dudes, that's a W. Um, maybe try to package two of them. To a team, I don't think anyone's given a first, but yeah, because their 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 bench right now just is silliness to me. Yeah, they got they got players sitting there watching the game that shouldn't even be there, and then they got young kids that should be playing that are just looking pissed off. So you know that like development and chemistry has been an issue for the team in the past. And when I see those dudes sitting there like watching that, like imagine you get drafted in the NBA and you're like a fringe first rounder kind of, because I think that's fair to say about Ramsey and Wooder, like in that draft class, they were both kind of fringe first rounders. They were both pretty, pretty like they're for sure above average in college. They're good, good players. And at the minimum, like, you come to the NBA and play in the G League and, like, show that you can dominate in the G League and earn your spot. But they can't even do that right now. 
and they're also getting zero tick in the league itself. So they're probably sitting there on the bench, like, watching these games going, what the fuck? Like, am I even in the league? Like, why am I even here? And it really looks like that sometimes to me. Like, their faces, they don't look happy. Which, obviously, you're not aiming to please everybody, like, the second they get in the league. But still, like, that's supposed to be your future right there. And you guys are horrible. It's not like you're not playing them because you're a playoff or a fringe playoff team. Like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, right now, Sacramento is ranked. Their bench is ranked 26th out of 30. Damn, that bad? Yeah, with the point differential of negative 5.3 points. The team, only teams below them are Atlanta, the Mavericks, Portland, and Portland. That's kind of surprising, Portland, and uh, Pelicans. That's surprising because the Pelicans are hella deep. I feel like. Um. Oh, that's the other person I was going to add to the list was uh, Glenn Robinson. But like, like their their bench, especially hearing that, I didn't realize their bench was that bad. The second unit, what is the point in in Corey Joseph coming off the bench in a second unit? And I'm sorry, huh? There's no point in him even being on the roster. To be honest, exactly, exactly my point. Especially with the way he's playing right now. So I would much rather see, obviously Halliburton and like Jamias Ramsey. Like, put him out there, at least see what he can do coming off against other NBA bench players. And he's, like, more of a pure scorer, so he could compliment Halliburton in that sense. Halliburton could be setting him up. And then, even though he's been playing good, Glenn Robinson or whatever, like, he ain't the answer. I can't even think of their whole second unit right now. Um. Yeah. Kojo Halliburton, Glenn Robinson, and like Justin James. Um, well, coming off the bench, yeah. Um, Matu, Corey, mm-hmm. Halliburton, Glenn Robinson. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Is that it? Nine man rotation. Yeah, they're bigs. They don't really. They go kind of small ball instead of getting another big in there. Real Lisa used to be in there, but like we said earlier, he doesn't really get, he doesn't get playing time. <laughs> I wonder what it is that happened. Now that you said that personal thing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he he said he wasn't going to say what what it was, but I think they probably just told him like straight up, like they're just going to go to. Uh, to the young movement. But they have to do right by him. Right. I agree, for sure. He's but been yeah. patient and been cool. Besides that bench, uh, that rotation that we said, they have Kyle Guy, Justin James, Jabari Parker, which he could be a second unit player, but I don't know what's going on with him. And then Robert Woodard. 
that's the whole traveling team. See, like any of those guys that you just named right there are guys that I would rather be starting than Corey Joseph. Yeah. Or to be honest, Glenn Robinson. I'd be curious to see like for the whole season who has the worst plus minus. I'm looking at just um, this last game versus um, New York where he was worse again with negative nine. Yeah. Glenn Robinson, negative seven. Metu, negative five. Everybody else was positive. Yeah. Sal Reese, even though he played with that same unit, he was still plus, uh, plus one. Yeah, I mean, he only shot like one for six uh, from three, right? Um, Tyrese, two for seven. Two for seven. Uh, so basically, in the Western Conference, we never really came around to the, to the Western Conference. The Lakers were crushing it for a minute. I mean, they're still, they're still kind of crushing it overall. They got another W tonight against the Bulls, but that blowout loss the other night—not that that was a blowout, but it was ugly loss to the uh, to the Warriors. That kind of like that was kind of like the first. I mean, a lot of people don't seem concerned. Uh, everyone's saying that they see the Lakers running away with it in the West, but the Clippers have been on a tear. Like I'm kind of worried about the Clippers. Yeah, they went six straight. Those dudes are on. Finally, found their groove and they're rolling right now. Utah too, though. Utah went eight straight now after today. Damn. Yeah, Utah's been looking cool. But overall, like as far as matchups and stuff, I don't see. Like I don't look at Utah and go, "Damn, dude, they." That's a terrible matchup for the Lakers. You know, the Lakers would really be in trouble. Like I think the Lakers for was for sure handled them in a series. Even though they were playing great, but like the Clippers, though, uh, yeah, that'd be kind of worrisome. I want, I need to see that matchup now that they're both, now that they're both playing up to their potential. Well, yeah, Clippers have Ibaka. Obviously, nobody's gonna stick AD, but you could kind of match up them a little bit. And then Kawhi by himself, and what was 2014 playoffs? He pretty much shut down LeBron every time he guarded him. And then um, Paul George. Paul George, when he was with Indiana, hitting pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, basically, they're going to need a hope for a big game for Marcus Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've been pretty impressed lately with the effort from Kuzma. Like on the defensive end and on the uh, like rebounding, it seems like he's putting a lot more effort effort into those categories. Yeah, but I think that X factor is going to end up being shooter. He's my, I mean, he could get hot at times, but he's, I like I freak them. He could definitely torch whatever point guards the Clippers are putting out there. That's what they say with the roster they have. And hopefully KCP keep playing good. Yeah, KCP's lighting up for three. And 
a pretty good defense too, though. And then hopefully Montrez goes out there and just socks off on Beverly right in his mouth. Montrez, but he's pretty bad in playoffs last year. That was because he was on the Clippers, bro. Yeah, he still has the same flaws. Remember the um, the first Clippers game versus Lakers? How they just pretty much exposed him. <laughs> they just attacked him throughout the play. Poor guy. Yeah, besides that, it's Lakers number one, Jazz second place, uh, Clippers third place, Portland fourth place, Denver in fifth place. Uh, I know for Portland, though, they lost CJ McCollum for a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what the timeline is, but he had something in his foot, right? Well, they played it off. Like, I don't know if they really didn't know if they were trying to fake it, saying it wasn't that big a deal. But then it turned out, I think he has, like, a stress fracture or something that's going to put him out more long term. I want to say, like, six to eight weeks. But I might be totally making that up. He has a hairline fracture in his left foot and also a midfoot sprain. So, yeah, does it say a timeline? Yeah, uh, he'll be reevaluated in four weeks. So, we don't really get a complete timeline until then. Because that, it doesn't mean he's going to be back in four weeks. That just means they're going to look at him again in four weeks. And he's been playing hella good. I wonder how that's going to affect him. Gary Trent Jr. is going to have to go off, boy. Yeah. No. Playing. They lost uh, the last game, and then after after Portland, fifth place is Denver on three game winning streak, and then Memphis, John Morant's back, and then gone off five straight wins. What what position are they in? Sixth. Wait, so who is five? Denver. Yeah, Denver fifth, Memphis sixth, uh, Phoenix Suns seventh. Seventh? Damn, that's kind of surprising. At eight and seven, they've lost two straight. Trash. Warriors are in eighth at eight and eight. Oh, no. They've lost two straight also. Uh, Dallas in ninth, eight and eight. Uh, one straight, one loss. San Antonio, eight and eight also. Uh, two straight losses. Then, yeah. So it's decided the Spurs are going to the playoffs. I wouldn't count them out, honestly, just because of pot. Right. I like and, the young and, Yeah, and they're a young Did uh did DeJounte get hurt last night? Uh, I didn't see that. He only played like one minute or some shit. Didn't see that. <laughs> Oh, but, the Johnson yeah. Murray out for the game of the spring and left the ankle. It's Maverick, so he's spraying his ankle. I'm cool. I'm excited for them, for their future. Like, once, if they can keep, like, developing and building towards the end of this year, and then I'm going to assume that they're for sure letting Aldridge walk and very possibly DeRozan, too. I, I wouldn't mind them keeping DeRozan. He's been playing really. He, I feel like he fits them really well as the veteran leader. 
um, and like pretty much their primary ball handler, it seems like it a lot of times. Yeah, something to watch out for those uh, both DeRozan and Laurier free agents. Lowry? Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Are they both unrestricted? Yeah. Huh. Imagine they both take pay cuts and go to Lakers. I don't think they'll go to Lakers. Imagine they both take pay cut, the vets minimum and go to the Kings. <laughs> I was actually thinking that that he would be a good trade piece right now. For Kyle Lowry? Yeah. If the Raptors didn't go uh, at a youth movement. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking more like for New Orleans since Bless has been pretty trashy even though today he played really good. Ship Lonzo and Lonzo and Blesso too. Well, they do have to make a decision on Lonzo, so would you rather pay Lonzo would you rather have to keep him and have to pay him during the summer or would you just trade him now and get Kyle Laurie for, as a rental, you know? Hmm. That's an interesting it's an interesting question. Um actually I don't know, dude. I think that the I think Lowry would fit them pretty well, and I don't think it'd be that big of a deal for them to let Lonzo go because they have a lot of other guards in the ranks, like between Alexander Walker and uh, Kara Lewis, and like Hart. Hart wouldn't really be playing point guard, but he's another guard, JJ, and you can have those both of those guys in the starting lineup while B.I. runs like point forward. And then Lowry, you already know what he does. I feel like he'd fit pretty good. So I don't think I don't think that'd be that bad, like on a one year rental. Yeah. But that's the only thing is that he's um, thirty four years old. He's what? Thirty four years old. Yeah, but like you said, it's a rental, so it really don't matter. Because they're not gonna like it. I don't. They wouldn't be able to re-sign him for next year, no matter what. Pretty much. Well, it depends how much he wants to get paid. Well, I don't think he's going to take chump change. He'd still be worth a good contract somewhere else. Unless he just really loves crawfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would actually be pretty good on uh, on uh, Milwaukee. Think about it. Yeah, but who is he going to be taking minutes from? I don't know. Who's your point guard right now? Drew. Big shooting guard, right? Drew Middleton. Giannis. Oh, um, um, Seth Curry. That's a good point. What? Seth Curry, right? Oh, wait, no. He's with the... He's with 76ers. The, yeah, 76ers. Uh, not DJ Augustine, right? It's got to be Drew. Drew Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and... um. Damn it, now you gonna make me look it up. Is Devin Chenzel starting? I feel like he has been. I think he is. Yeah, it says point guard. And yeah, and and Giannis has primary ball handling duties, I guess. So wait, it'd be him, Drew, Middleton, Middleton at the three, Giannis at the four, Brooke at the five. 
So you're saying DiVincenzo go to the bench and Lowry start in that position? But they'll probably have to. He'd probably have to be the trade piece. DiVincenzo. Well, not only that, I don't think they could do it anyway because of the money. Is uh, somehow Drew's they, they, huh? Because of Drew. Well, yeah, Lowry just get it and pay. Everyone would be getting paid, dude. Giannis would be getting paid. Drew would be getting paid. Middleton would be getting paid. Yes. So they'd have to yeah. sign there next year. Because there, there is a way he could sign there, and then uh, they sign Drew afterwards, and they'll still be able to sign into the books. But, yeah, it probably won't happen. I, I don't think the Raptors will get rid of him. They want to keep him so that the Dorellas won't come back next year. Maybe. Actually, they're probably not going to be able to afford him now after all that shit they did this last offseason. Oh, but Alex Lynn, you said, got released, right? Yeah, he signed with Washington. He did? Yeah, him and um, Bill Jordan Bell. What a scrub. Honestly, either one of those dudes would have been good to um, go to the Bla- uh, Blazers to fill in for Hans. or um, Nurkic. Nurkic, yeah. In my opinion, especially Lynn. Well, uh, his agent said they had a lot of offers, but yeah, so I go to Washington. I wonder why. Playing time, probably. Well, he would have had playing time on Blazers. Not that they offered him, but if you're saying a lot of people offered him. Because yeah, he's a wizard. He's trying he's to of... play for a contract right now, though. Like I guess, yeah, that'd be, a good, that'd be a good chance to make him look really good. Like, you know that Russ's st- stuff and stats. Yeah. But... Those dudes haven't played in like fucking three weeks. Yeah. How are they going to make up all those games? <laughs> I have no idea. Seriously. Well, they haven't come out with the second half of the schedule, so they're probably going to extend it. And it was coming out during the week that there's discussions right now of canceling the Olympics. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're probably going to have to. I don't see a way that they're not gonna have to. I don't, they should have. They should have been put that off. Yeah, they're probably just hoping that the vaccine's gonna be able to keep it going. But it's in July, so I don't know. There'll be well, actually, vaccinations by then. Yeah, that it's definitely possible, but it's a stretch. Yeah, I think the NBA is gonna have to take like a hiatus, like a like at the at the midpoint of the season, like break it, take a month off or something. For the well, they have the All Star break. They're not gonna have the game, so everybody's gonna be off for I think what, like two weeks. Well, they haven't announced yep. that part of the schedule yet, so yeah, they'll play. Yeah, for a while. Wonder if they're like. 
all the teams that didn't miss games, you're off, and we're gonna do all the makeup games right now in the next two or three weeks. Yeah, maybe. Well, the pace that everybody's playing at right now is pretty crazy because they're playing like every other day. Mm-hmm. And then some of them are like back to backs, and then you get a day off, and then back to every other day. Which I'm honestly, I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been more injuries. That's crazy. I don't understand. Like, they had the most successful model by far with the bubble. And now they're like, nah, we're good. We're just going to keep playing through it. Like, I get the players don't really want to do that again, but. I don't know. The whole thing doesn't really make sense to me right now. Well, yeah, for, well, for 72 games, they wouldn't want to do that. For the playoff uh, bracket and all that, I think they will. I think, really? I think they're going to go back into a bubble. But right now, I think since all the games are so spread out, and, like, that's a lot of time to be away from our family. That's probably why they, yeah. they didn't do that. Let them take their family. Maybe. Just no, just no strippers. <laughs> James Harden probably won't go. Then. Yeah, Lou Will staying home. That's funny. Those dudes went to Magic City. Uh, Lou, Lou Will City was there for the wings, so. Definitely, dude. <laughs> for sure, that makes total sense. Like, why not? Why not? Why not DoorDash? Yeah. Speaking of uh, playoffs, do you give the uh, Kings a chance? Nah, man. To be honest, like at the beginning of the season, I really liked what I saw from them, and I was like, if they can't sustain this, then like they have a legit shot. But right now, it would take like I don't want to say a miracle, but it would take. Because basically, they would have to find their best game so far this season, which couldn't even tell you. Somewhere in that first five-game stretch. And they'd have to maintain that pace and that style for the whole entire season, which seems super unlikely because they've been hella inconsistent. So, And their records already went down the toilet. I thought if they could hover around the 500 mark, until they figured things out, that would be their best chance. But now they're like, they've plummeted. So they'd have to go on a big win streak, like, just to get back to, like, the well, border only, of being in the playoffs. They're only two games out right now. Of what? The eighth spot? Yeah. Well, really, they only have to get to the tenth spot, but that's still the same. So the, between eight and ten, is it? So they're only two games out of the eighth spot. Yeah. Um, Kings are. Dallas is four and a half games back of LA, and then Kings are six and a half. So it's two games between Dallas, Dallas and uh, Sacramento. But they can't beat any good teams, dude. Yeah, but. They lose to bad teams. And they're about to have. What, the next three games postponed? 
two games. Two games. So maybe like they could do some soul searching during that that off time and well, go to kinda, practice. It kind of felt like they did uh, versus the Knicks. Like they had some practice time. They kind of came out pretty good. If they played like yeah, they did yesterday, one though, game. Yeah, if they come out and play like that, then I would maybe give them a shot. But obviously, they play like they did during the losing streak. Then. Yeah, there's no shot. There's more of a shot that Luke gets fired like before the season ends. Oh, definitely do. A lot of people are calling for his head. Honestly, dude, like I don't even think that last night's game was that great. Like I think it was more the Knicks weren't playing as good as they have been playing. And I noticed they got a ton of like I want to say lucky, but the the rest were like letting them play through a lot of stuff. I felt like there was a bunch of fouls that the Kings got away with. Yeah, yeah. Fox um, got away with a lot of swiping on off the fan, but obviously he's like all star level right now. We're close to, so they're gonna be more lenient with him. Yeah, I think someone needs to step up big time. Fox has been playing good. I think Halliburton, Halliburton and Fox have been the two bright spots. Kind of. Well, actually, Barnes has been playing pretty good too, but that's not really enough. They need either Buddy to find his damn three-point shot more consistently or more than likely, I feel like they need Bagley to start going off. But even like him finding his game and getting in a groove, it's I feel like it's more like physicality right now for him. So it's unlikely for him to start dominating more <clears throat> with his play style until he just gets bigger. I don't know. Yeah. But hey, there's a chance. I mean if they're only that only a couple games out, then maybe we should stop being so negative. Yeah, I'd say maybe Give them like ten more games, see where they're at. Yeah, that's fair. And then after that, maybe if they're like five, six games out, just start trading away everybody. Yeah. Well, the vets for Def- sure. Definitely. I mean, before we before we wrap things up, let's say it sounds like they're for sure gonna trade them. Bielitsa unless they have to end up releasing him, but what do you think his value is right now? Um, maybe like trading for another role player or um, like you said earlier, second rounder. Uh, there's no way they can get a first rounder for him. I mean, no, the, the Williams, but they got a first rounder. Uh, like a 26 pick or something like that for the Williams. But um, I would say maybe some type they need some type of rotational player like we said earlier a lot of their benches like G, G League players. So who would there, who would be a good match like not only for him like a team for him to go play on but like a team that could offer the Kings a decent asset. Um, 
well, I don't know why, but six just popped into my head for just a stretch, uh, stretching the floor. But I don't know who they would trade for. Was something like second that. round pick, bro. Tyrese Max. I'd be like, <laughs> give us, give us a second round pick, and if you give us two second round picks, then we'll throw in Kojo. Oh well, they do have Trans Ferguson. You think Elisa would he would get Trans Ferguson? Mm, no, I don't. Um, I don't even know if he's been yeah. getting minutes. I don't. I haven't seen him play at all. But but I think that would be a good pickup for the Kings. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be decent. Well, for Bielisa, you can't really ask much enough. Yeah, I think, like, the best case scenario would be a second-round pick. And I think it really depends on where you send him. Like, if someone's like, damn, we could really use a stretch four right now or five. Like, yeah, four, stretch four right now. Then here, fuck it. We don't need the second. Just take it. Actually, Maybe I could kind of see him like the Spurs too. Some team like that. Definitely see him with the Spurs. Just based off his personality and the fact that he's European. Maybe Grizzlies? Whatever. Maybe we'll have an answer by the next episode. Or maybe he'll just be bought out. <laughs> yeah, released probably. Yes. At least it's not on Friday. Take care of it. <laughs> Bro. Okay, well, no lie. On that note. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Like we said on the last episode, if you guys have questions or any topics you want to hit on, it's uh, kingsoutsiders at yahoo.com. <laughs>